episode of Tombstone Minute. Joe, I need to mention this. I, we've, I've heard some feedback from our listeners really? that they're afraid that I come off as saying I'm the host and I'm joined by you when I need to be clear that you are as much of a host as I am. Well, since I literally do no work at all related to this podcast, <laughs> I, I'm fine with you saying that you're the host. I, I don't, <laughs> And I've listened to exactly zero seconds of the show because I don't want to hear the sound of my own voice. <laughs> All right. Well, like, then, I feel like I need a file where it's like a disguised voice, like a like an undercover operative comes in. <laughs> the The best part is that what you don't know is I actually cut you entirely out of these, and it's just me talking. <laughs> you actually just transcribe what I say and then yes. just read it in your own voice. <laughs> I just that's right. That's what I do afterwards. So I'm Rob. I am the host, and joined by my co-host Joe. Yep. All right. I'm the doc to his Wyatt. Oh. Okay. That's fair. Yep, I'm all right. That's that's we'll, we'll go with that. Um, uh, just a reminder, I know you love this show, but this is the the podcast where we go through oh the movie God. Tombstone minute by minute. And in this minute, it's literally in the title. <laughs> in this minute, old Marshal Fred White uh, he takes the guns from Creek Johnson and Texas Jack, uh, and it aren- ends with the arrival of our favorite theater troupe. Oh yeah. Um, They're good. <laughs> my first question on this is, why is Creek Johnson's ear bleeding? I, I Shoot, you know, I meant to go back and look. Does he – I would imagine he got shot. <laughs> like, well, just grazed – the bullet just grazed him. But I don't remember – like, the guy he shoots, I don't believe, ever gets a shot off. Maybe it happened inside, but then we would have heard it. So I don't know. Well, you do hear a gunshot from the Crystal Palace, and then they storm out. Like, they yeah, fall out. And then that's when he – you know, he's like, don't raise your arm. And he raises his arm. I don't know. He It does not get to 90 degrees. It is like <laughs> – it is like, you know, about a 45-degree arm raise, and he gets shot in the heart. I think it's fair. <laughs> well, they sure, they sure think so. I, I agree with them. I mean, he said, don't raise your arm. Like, if, if a, you did that to a police officer these days, they would be in their rights to shoot you. You know, you're making a move. Yeah, I mean, okay. But these aren't police officers. Yeah, decidedly all. not police officers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, this ha- so then Marshall White... Just, I wish we could have seen the shot of him bumbling over to this. <laughs> how, how he's probably sitting, right? How long oh, did it take? Sure. How many times did he sigh before he stood up? He was probably in a in like a rocking chair, and then he's just like, oh, oh, "Come on, guys! I just walked all the way back from the Oriental. Now I got to come over here." Um, he stares at Sheriff Behan for like a good minute, hoping he does something about it. That's I know true. He won't. <laughs> it's like a. Maybe you can relate to this more, but it would be like a really old teacher who's nearing retirement, and then they have like uh, like a teacher assistant that they're hoping kind of picks up the slack, but this one totally doesn't. Looks like there's a scuffle over there on the other side of the cafeteria. <laughs> yeah, I see it. Someone should do something about it. Or when no one does anything. Uh, all right. So he, he bumbles over there, and he mentions, um, I, I believe, is this where uh, either Creek or Texas Jack mentions that it's a fair fight? Yeah. Um, and then uh, Fred White's like, you know, I have to take it up to Judge Spicer. So I did some research, Joe, on Judge Spicer. Please tell me it's Sean Spicer's great-great-grandfather. <laughs> uh, I don't know. His name is Wells Spicer. Let's pretend it is. Like Wells um, Fargo or Well? Wells, like Wells okay. Fargo. All right. Um, 
he's another real person. And uh, the, uh, the best part is that about six years after this happened, he was destitute and wandered into an Arizona desert and killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so funny? I don't know. I just love, like, the judge. Like, <laughs> one of my favorite things about was this is, Was he in his like, robes when he wandered off? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Judge Spicer? Oh, he, like, it's, he, it's probably the eighth time he wandered off, and this time they're like, listen, I'm not getting him anymore. I, he's just tired of it. I mean, the frontier land was tough, you know? Yeah. I, I um, mean, but, yeah, well, I love reading about what happens to these people. And, like, when I look up their It's uh, always Wikipedia awful. <laughs> it's always just awful. Um, and then we have the arrival of the stagecoach. And I'm going to let you uh, take over for a little bit, Joe. I'm sure you have some opinions about the first person that comes oh, out. Oh, I do. But first, look, just let me very quickly... Yeah. Mar- the marshal's best line maybe in the whole movie. Law and order every time. That's us. <laughs> when he takes the guns away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and then did you notice as the wagon's coming up, Virgil like looks to the sheriff. He's like, what kind of town is this? What I love that. What does he expect? You know what I think he has a problem with? I think he's angry about the lack of facial hair on Billy Zane's face. Yeah, that's... Is he the – he's maybe the only uh, – and I think Thomas Hayden Church's character, I don't think he has facial hair either, but I could be wrong. I am probably am wrong. But uh, – Maybe you're wrong. Okay, so this wagon pulls up, and yeah. – So Billy Zane's character is credited as Mr. Fabian. Mr. Fabian. Do we ever hear his first name? I, I, don't, I guess we must not. If only someone did a minute-by-minute podcast on this film to point out details like this. We have plenty of Zane minutes coming up. Zany minutes are coming oh, up. Oh, no. I was, this is our first Zany That was my number one concern is that you'd make a Zany pun. <laughs> you made it. We, that was about the 6.30 mark. <laughs> oh, I love it. Zany minute. Um. <laughs> okay, so his my best part is he makes a grand entrance just sachets out of the wagon yes and then holds his hand out while he's like looking off at the crowd and she hands him her bag first did you notice that like look of like oh god you ruined it yes <laughs> i think it could we we talk about having a little doc in your step how that could be good yeah. i think having a little a little fabian in your step when you arrive to new places is probably the way to go what a fantastic entrance. I'm going to do that when I get off a plane. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> like, well, it, like when you get out of the tunnel or like when you get out of the actual plane door into like the tunnel? I think anytime I go through a door, really. <laughs> <laughs> you trip over someone's rolling bag. Yes. Or a wheelchair. Um, yeah, what an entrance. What an entrance by Mr. Fabian. In fact, I, I insist that every time we go into a bar, that's how you enter from now on. Oh, that'd be good. And then, do you want me to go in first, and you'll hand me your bag? <laughs> I'll hand you my ID for the bouncer. <laughs> yes. And then we also, in this moment, meet Josephine, oh. played by Dana Delaney. What? It's like a it's like a third man type reveal where the the umbrella comes up to reveal her face, and you're just you gasp. Yeah, so, so I love it. I love that reveal, actually. It's great. So you, which one do you want to do, the Billy Zane sachet out of the wagon, or are you going to carry an umbrella around with you and do that one? Um, does that count as a carry-on? <laughs> uh, I think that, 
Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess you could kind of hook it onto your bag. I feel like we should have been introduced to Tuco and the good, the bad, the ugly of that same way. You should have had a parasol right at the beginning. Just raises up a parasol. <laughs> and there's Tuco. <laughs> well, we can, there's still time for us to remake it. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure that will happen. Oh. So, um, so, do you know? Were you going to bring up Josephine's real reason why she was in Tombstone in real life? Because you're, I know you're our historical researcher. I was not in this minute, but we. Um, if you do, you, do you want to talk about well, it? I, I haven't I done a lot of let's, research let's, on it. Let's do a little teaser. People are okay. going to have to tune in tomorrow then. No, or maybe some other minute. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. There's or a lot we'll of just, Josephine, <laughs> or more likely, we'll forget about it and never yes. bring it up. <laughs> There's a lot of Josephine in this movie, um, which is not great. But a I lot will of say, it, yes, we're spent unbelievably bored. So maybe I, I, it's I, better we save it. Yep, I will say this: since we're doing this minute by minute, I, you know, so far, I'm a big fan of Josephine. Yeah, she comes out. It's a super awesome reveal. You're sort of like intrigued, like, oh, who's this? She's extremely who's... confident and forward. I like that. Uh, we we also have um, our oh, our good friend Morgan makes a comment. Do you remember what that is? Nice scenery, though. And I was thinking about what you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, um, not actual minutes, but episodes ago, about um, earlier when it seemed like Virgil was explaining to Morgan what mountains were. <laughs> I think this is just another example of Morgan being confused, and Virgil's got to be like, listen, that's not scenery, that's a woman. <laughs> Yes, the flowers on her dress are not actual flowers. <laughs> they have to go back and have a long talk. Um, go through their picture books. <laughs> he poor poor Morgan. <sighs> yeah, and that's actually in response to that what kind of town is this uh question. Is that before or after? I couldn't remember. This uh he goes, What kind of town is this? And then like the the, the uh Marshall kind of or share no Marshall. I get it mixed up. The titles uh, grumbles a little bit, and then then she comes out of the wagon. Okay, nice scenery though, and he steps forward and yeah, sort of looks right. like a man a little bit, not a I, boy. I tell you what, as we go farther on, I think this I've realized that I maybe don't like Virgil as much as I think I do. He's kind of a grouch. Yeah, he really. What kind of town is this? Listen, Virgil, you just showed up. Relax. You've been here for ten more minutes than they have been. Uh, he he was he was there to see that Parisian fashion. And he's yeah. disappointed by all the gunplay. And I just don't think his, his sense of smell isn't as good. He doesn't smell as silver like Wyatt does. Well, to be fair, he just had to sit in a wagon next to Morgan for uh, several <laughs> hours all the way from Tucson. So he might still be kind of grumpy. Yeah, And then Wyatt fair. ditches him with him to go into the Oriental. That's fair. I, <laughs> I will say this minute, this next, this minute and the next one, well, actually everything so far at this point, um, I've been taking screenshots uh you know for the for the episodes and everything especially when you look at just screen grabs is fantastic like they do a really great job of staging and like filling the frame with like eight people which if you like think about it would be a very awkward way for all those people to stand on the street but sure looks great it's a really well-made movie and like every time we see a new character we have all these hero shots when we see them and for sure billy zane's hero shot as mr fabian and then josephine uh, is a uh, two great examples of that where like you get a reveal of a character and inter- it, it, like immediately you're like I'm interested in this person, <laughs> there's something about them that I want to know more. And in some cases like Josephine's, you unfortunately find out way too much. And we also have uh, 
sort of a preview of uh, the Titanic cast here, where Billy Zane and Bill Paxton come yeah. together. I don't believe, well, obviously, they never share a scene in, in Titanic, but... No, no, they do not. <laughs> and, and, and this, we've talked about this off the air, yeah. about this sort of, like, instant laughter people have whenever Billy Zane is brought up. Yeah. And as uh, a person who didn't really, like, this is probably the only movie I saw with Billy Zane in it until... Because I I was very late coming to Titanic, yeah. When we had our our special was, Sunday where I watched Titanic and ate a Big Mac for the first time, it, it wasn't it wasn't uh, what you're saying is it was a little later in your life that you got zany. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> um, I'm so not, not responding. I kind that. of agree. So I know Billy Zane for three things: this movie, Titanic, and the Phantom. Which I don't think I've ever seen the Phantom, but I remember he was like the main. Phantom character in it. <laughs> the fan was that with Alec Baldwin? Oh no, Alec Baldwin was in the shadow. Yeah, this is like another one of those like during that time where there was these like bit um, characters that were made into like full length superhero movies before they had licenses. The other Billy Zane one um, I was thinking of was uh, Zoolander. Yes, and it's weird about Billy Zane because it's not like. He's he's good in all these roles. It's not like we tease him because I think it's his name really more than anything else. And that he was in at the time the biggest movie ever made. It could be because um, he he's good. He's I've never seen him and like thought he wasn't a good actor. I don't know. It just seems like especially like women I know they they always have a visceral reaction to the appearance of or or mention of Billy Zane. So either I know have very weird women in my life. Or uh, zany women. There's something going on. Uh, I did learn something that I had no idea. He was in Back to the Future. Which character? He is. I think it's Match. He's one of the like, um, like in the, when they go back in the fifties, like one of the like roaming bad guys in the back of the car, and they, they go to like the soda fountain place, and they tease Marty McFly, and then he runs away on the skateboard, and they chase him in the car. He's one of the guys in the car. Oh, is he? That's cool. Yeah. That's a wig, right? Yeah. I <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up because I instantly, the first, <laughs> every time I see it pop up on the screen, I instantly think wig. <laughs> <laughs> like most of the facial hair in this movie looks pretty real and yeah. legend has it it is, but I'm yep. skeptical. But that is not his hair. That's all right. Well, Billy Zane, we love you. Yes. You, you uh, can be on this program anytime you want. Anytime you want. <laughs> yes, we do. Big Billy Zane fans. Um, all right. Do you have anything more on this minute? No, that other little fun fact I'll save for uh, probably next episode about okay. uh, Josephine. And uh, uh, this is a little teaser here. Mm, tease me. On uh, our Wednesday episode, which is um, minute 28, we're going to have a guest, a special guest. So we'll just leave it at that. Yep. Um, Joe, do you have anything else to add? Nope. I think that's, I think that's the end of our minute, and uh, we'll be back. Well, bye.